This Moment Outdoors was brought to you by L.L. Bean, official partner of the National Park Foundation for the Find Your Park movement. This week, our favorite pizza across the country, America's top 10 road trips according to science, and Liz Wilcox talks full-time Freedom Week, an upcoming free resource for anyone looking to travel full-time or even part-time. This is RV Miles. And we'll do it live. (laughs) There you go. Welcome to episode 112 of RV Miles. No, nope, nope, it's 113, Jason. <laughs> Welcome to episode 113 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who are going a little bit loopy here in Minot, North Dakota. And along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, we crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more hi how's it going (laughs) it is going really really good we i think have a little bit of cabin fever going on i think we have a little bit of just we're uh, a little little crazy right now we are we got a little bit of energy jason put on a couple of very funny uh youtube videos Buckle up, people. It's, it's going to be, be that kind of show. It's just going to be that kind of show. <laughs> and we're going to kick it off by talking about pizza. Yeah, we wanted to start by talk, talking about, we have we sort of decided, okay, we've been enough places right now that we can talk about really where the best pizza is, at least where we've been in the country. Yeah, but let's back this up just a second. The reason why we're talking a little bit about pizza, let's give it some context, is that October for whatever reason, is National Pizza Month. Now, at our house, every day is National Pizza Day. I don't know who comes up with these things. Like, who decides, oh, I was going to be National Pizza Month. Okay. Papa John's came up with this one. Is there a presidential decree on that one? Is there an executive order? Perhaps. Now, is November, like, National Stuffing Month? (laughs) And then December is, like, National Sugar Cookie Month? Each month has to be, like, 400 different things, right? Well, we just celebrated the most, one of the most important food days of the year a couple weeks ago, and that was National Coffee Day. So that is really the only thing outside of National Pizza Month that really needs to be on people's radar. So we have now had pizza in, we've had pizza in Chicago. Okay, first of all, Chicago. We've had pizza in New York. We've had pizza in Florida. We've had pizza in California. We've had pizza in Texas and and New Mexico and all across this country. Minnesota. Minnesota. uh, Arkansas. Missouri. <laughs> there isn't a state that we don't go into unless we're just we're just cruising on through that we have not had pizza. In. We've had pizza in about 30 states, I'd say. Yeah. And and I, I think we can easily say the best pizza in the country is really in the Midwest. Yes. Now, I would agree with there, that. There, there. Uh, first, first of all, okay, let's. It's pizza. You know, well, it's like ice cream. Like you know, yeah, there's ice cream that's better than other ice cream, but it's all good, right? Yeah. Let's just say some of the best pizza we've ever had, and hands down, the worst pizza we have ever had has come out of the Midwest. <laughs> well, that's true. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know we've mentioned this several times that the the worst pizza we've ever had is. In St. Louis. I can't ever, I can't ever get over that. I still have nightmares about if I order a house salad, is it going to come to me as just a bed of lettuce with more cheese on it than anything else? That Provel cheese they, is just a hot mess so of dairy. Provel, they use this stuff called Provel cheese in their silly little attempt to have their own style of, of pizza in, in St. Louis. Look, I know. Never even heard of Proval. Nobody has I, unless you live in St. Louis because it's not actually a type of cheese. But I grew up only a couple hundred miles from St. Louis, and I was still like, "What is this weird cross between cheddar it's, and it's a Velveeta combination it's a, that you just put?" Well, in, that's in what front it, of me. they. It is cheddar and Swiss 
combined, and then they put liquid smoke in it. Oh, see, we're done. That's the problem. Yeah, it's you don't liquid <laughs> I, smoke. I love smoky things, but like I don't. No, you don't put liquid smoke in cheese. All right. I'm not. I'm just not so sure how liquid smoke cheddar and Swiss all come together. It, they don't actually. We've had them. They don't come together. You know. Hey, bless you. If you like Proval, bless you. And, you know, if you can eat it on a cracker, you are a strong human being. You're stronger than I am. I mean, it's essentially it's a processed cheese. It's like it's like if you took, you know, American cheese and made a pizza out of it. It's terrible. And and we're not the only ones to say this either. You go, (laughs) you can go search a little bit on the internet. You can find a lot of hate for St. Louis pizza, except for people that live in St. Louis who love it for some reason. When you sign up for something like the amazing race or, um, survivor or heck even the bachelor, right. And they're going to get a list of things that you are afraid of a list of things that you love, a things list of things you don't love. I'm telling you right now, one of my challenges would be a salad that can th- that is like that salad I had it, it at that was, restaurant because it, it was, was just a bed of iceberg, iceberg lettuce, lettuce, a giant pile of Proval cheese, <laughs> and a side of ranch. That was it, and that was it, and that's what I was expected to eat. And not only that, they charged me like six bucks for it too. So if I ended up ever on the Amazing Race and I had to do a food challenge, doesn't matter what country we're in, I know they would bring okay. me lettuce, Proval cheese, and ranch. I, You know, I would struggle with whether I would eat that before I would eat a cockroach. I'm it's, it's I'd go dead cockroach. serious. I'd dip that in some barbecue <laughs> sauce. I'm done. All right. So uh, we wrote an article over at ourwanderingfamily.com, our travel blog, uh, about some of our favorite pizza places across the country. So I don't want to go through all of them, but I thought maybe we could pick a, a couple of our favorites. Okay. You pick one. Us. I'll pick one. Well, I got, I got to start then if I'm going to pick my favorites, I, I'm really biased on this one, but I think it's really true that my uh, favorite pizza across the country is from my hometown. Shocker. Now I think a lot of people are going to feel that way. You have something that you remember and love, but there is really something special about what we call back home quad city style pizza. <laughs> so I'm from the <laughs> Iowa, I'm from the Iowa, <laughs> Illinois border in an area called the quad cities. And there's a pizza restaurant called Harris pizza in rock Island, Illinois. And this is basically the restaurant that brought pizza to this area. You know, back in the 50s, I think, pizza wasn't a thing. People didn't go eat pizza at pizza restaurants. No, we were waiting for the Italians to bring it to us. <laughs> so this 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 couple created pizza. They made a pizza restaurant, and they had to give it away to get people to understand what pizza was and to like it. But the, the rumor is also that they had never had pizza themselves before. So the, the mother, the woman that co-owned the restaurant, made up the recipe on her own. And it is totally different than any pizza that you're going to have anywhere else because because number one, they put a ridiculous amount of house-made toppings on their pizza. Oh, see, I don't like sausage pizza at all, but I love Quad City style sausage pizza. And that is because it's the really finely crumbled sausage. I don't like big chunks yeah, of sausage. Yeah, it's ground sausage. Yeah. yeah it's but not slices. It's nothing like that. They do not skimp on the no. cheese. And that, you well, know that I'm they, the person who comes yeah. home and adds cheese to her frozen <laughs> pizza before she puts that Totino's into the I oven. I think a lot of pizza restaurants don't realize that. If you are going to put a lot of toppings on the pizza, you have to balance it out with an equal amount of cheese. And, and they absolutely do that. So their sausage pizza will they'll have the dough and they will literally cover it in ground sausage and then they will cover it with enough cheese that you can't see the sausage anymore. Yeah. You got to go look at this picture <laughs> on this article because it just encapsulates everything that's wonderful. But the about best, quad city pizza. the best part about Harris pizza and it's, they've been copied. There's a lot of other quad city style places now, and there's even some outside of the quad cities. There's one in Chicago that does quad city style pizza. And the thing that really makes it besides the topping, though is the crust it's got this great chew to it but it's got a malt flavor in it they put malt powder in it and i don't know why she just needed a little something incredible so if you're ever in that area 
I love that. So I guess my second choice. Oh, from, you get two. Oh, well, I'm we so were, no, we were going to each choose. We were, we were oh. going to each choose two. Would you like? How about you go next? You go okay. next. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to keep mine really short because you just you. Because really I just gave, ate up half the podcast yes, here with Harris Pizza. Yeah, we are already at like 45 minutes. <laughs> so I have to. You went hometown Quad Cities. I'm going hometown as well. I'm going hometown Chicago. I'm going Pequods and Pequods Pizza is not. Chicago style pizza. Don't give me that stuff. Don't give me that Chicago style pizza. Nobody who lives in Chicago wants to eat that. That's we, what the it, tourists eat yes, when you guys in, come to town. In Chicago, we, we eat deep dish pizza. <laughs> yes. When family's in town, we go take you over to Lou Malnati's yes. or, or to Giordano's. But Chicagoans have like 800 different types of pizzas. Yeah, there's there, we don't just have a pizza. Yeah. So Pequod's does a caramelized crust deep dish pizza. Okay, it's Oh, it's just, I can't even talk about it's it. Not, but it's not like Chicago style deep dish. No. It's like thick crust deep dish. Right. Um, and it's got this nice caramelized. They've got the cheese that's going to come all the way to the edge. It's going to caramelize itself up really nice. It comes in one of those big deep dish pans. It is exactly as pizza should be. Dough, sauce, cheese, toppings. None of this like, let me throw the sauce on top. And then y'all have to dig around into this doughy stuff to get to the rest of the pizza. Skip. Gino's, skip Lou Malnati's, even though we've got them mentioned on here. If you have to have Chicago, Chicago style, I'm using air quotes, skip Giordano's, go into Lincoln Park, go to Pequod's. You will thank us. I, I promise you. All right. Pick one more. I won't pick a second one. Pick one more and we just got to move on from this. Yeah, we got to move on. This is like we're 10 minutes well, into talking great. about pizza. People are already like Everybody hitting the fast forward pizza. button. Who doesn't love pizza? Some people do not All like right, pizza. So if we're honest... The Southwest is it's kind tough. of a, a kind of a challenge to find good pizza it's in the tough. Southwest. Now, there's I'm sure there's plenty of it. There's plenty of restaurants that we haven't been to in the Southwest. It's just a lot harder. Maybe that's access to ingredients like good, you know, Wisconsin dairy, that sort of stuff. But we had one of the best pizza experiences that I've ever had at Backroad Pizza in Santa Fe. Santa Fe, New Mexico, by the way, is a huge foodie town. Great food, all kinds of restaurants. They have like walking tours where you can go do tastings at, at restaurants. It's really an awesome town if, if you're interested in food. And that only makes it all the more exciting that Backroad Pizza is so good. It's been voted the best pizza in Santa Fe for eight years running. And this is why. They're not trying to be Midwestern pizza. They're not trying to be New York pizza. They're not trying to be California pizza. They're trying to do their own thing. They locally source as much ingredients as they can. So you get a handcrafted, locally sourced, made in-house pizza. They roast their own meats. Their flour crust is rolled in cornmeal, which gives it this great texture. And then they coat the edges with olive oil and they sprinkle it with sesame seeds. And I'd never had that before. And I just thought it was fantastic. Jason, I've never heard you talk so passionately about something in all of my life, <laughs> the way you have talked about pizza in the last 10 minutes. So my last one, and then we are seriously done with this topic. I'm going to throw it out to Big Lou's in San Antonio, Texas. So oh, that, it was Big Lou's. Big Lou's. Is so good. So if you listen to our San Antonio episode, you know that this is the place that brings out, what is it like the... 40 they, they, inch. The, they have a 40. Their biggest pizza is a 42 inch. 42. It is basically the size of your table that you're sitting at. Numerous individuals who work there have to carry this pizza to They're your like table. They're like bodybuilders yes. carrying your pizza out. We did not order that. We That's ordered the 36 inch, which was still huge. Yes. But what I love about it is that, and this is what our kids love about pizza too. So it's very much in the style of like New York in the sense that you've got these big slices that when you pick them up, they're kind of droopy. They're really thin. They cut them into these big, big triangle pieces, right? And it's just a nice thin layer of dough, a nice thin layer of sauce, a nice thin layer of cheese. Boom, you're done. You go. There's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing fancy about the place at all, which I also love. It's very like non-pretentious. It is a dive that you it's might, dive. if you go there at the wrong time, you will wait two hours to you get will. into. And so if you find yourself in that area, 
go before the dinner rush and you're going to get in, you're going to get set and you can just watch some sports on the, I mean, we, just that place is great. And eat a ton of pizza, you a could, ridiculous amount of pizza. You could show up for lunch and stay for dinner. But like, you know what's great? Even though the pizzas are so big, it's thin enough that you can eat several of these big slices. Yeah, trust us So on it's really all about eating lots of crust. Yeah. So anyway, that is our discussion, our very long discussion on pizza. It's really clear that this family loves pizza. In fact, tomorrow we're having pizza for dinner. That's just how it is. If you'd like to know more about the nine other places that we suggest across the country, <laughs> go visit our website, ourwanderingfamily.com, uh, or we'll link to this article as well in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 113. I love that this was also your first real article back. I, this is the first article surgery. I've written since brain surgery. I decided I'm going to write a pizza, write a pizza article. We've had some great pizza here in North Dakota too. We talked if you our our episode about Grand Forks Rhombus Guys uh -huh. Pizza. Oh, that was good. so good. We're going to take a break here, but before we do, we want to mention first of all to check out the brand new See America podcast. We are now on our third episode. Amazing! And I can't believe we have three episodes. <laughs> this episode is about the the great. Cadillac Ranch sculpture, the 10 Cadillacs buried halfway nose down in the ground along Route 66 in Amarillo, Texas. Way more artsy, way more well thought out and with intention than I actually thought this art installation was going to be. Also over on the America's National Parks podcast, we're talking about sort of a another piece of sculpture, this one a lot bigger, uh, the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, Missouri, the 60th national park in the system. And we're talking specifically about the arch itself and its construction. So check those out wherever you listen to this podcast. We'll also link to them over in the show notes for this episode. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our interview with Liz Wilcox. You're not going to want to miss this because it's such an amazing resource for anyone interested in RVing. And Liz is just a really great person to interview. She's a riot. Be right back. <laughs> RV Miles is brought to you by PelicanCoolers.com. You know, one of the greatest reasons that I have found <laughs> to carry our cooler around in the back of our truck all the time just happened the other night. Abby was craving some ice cream. I can't believe you're telling me. We were all craving some ice cream, but Abby didn't want to leave the house. So I'm like, I'll go to Sonic. We'll get some ice cream. Listen, Abby says, no, no, no. It's going to melt if you do that. It's going to melt if you do that. We can't do that. So we go back and forth like 800 times, whether we're all going to get in the car or I'm going to go, whatever it's going to be. So end up realizing, oh, wait a minute. We've got our Pelican cooler. I can grab the Pelican ice pack out of the freezer and I can keep our five shakes ice cold. And that's what I did. I pulled the ice pack out of the freezer. I drove to Sonic. The, the car hop came out and she's like, met me at the bed of the truck. And we put, uh, put the shakes in the, bed of, in the bed of the truck in the cooler and they made it back just perfectly. They did. And that, and look, it wasn't a shake. I was very concerned about my Sonic Blast. Yes. Because nobody wants to have a Sonic Blast that's melted with ice cream. It's literally like drinking vanilla water with- With a ton of with candy. candy in it, right? <laughs> so thanks to our hard-sided Pelican cooler, our ice cream stayed cold. And I know your ice cream is going to stay cold too. Or if you are fortunate enough to be enjoying some fall camping, Pelican Coolers is going to help keep all your food nice and cold while you are hanging out at the campground. And if you head over to pelicancoolers.com and with any purchase of a hard-sided cooler, you are also going to get a free tumbler. That's pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles. Got to put that RV miles in there so that you can get a free tumbler with any hard sided cooler purchase. They're made in America. They're bear proof. They're awesome. Pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles. RV miles is also sponsored by Togo. As you know, Togo has been our go-to for all things RV. And when you create a Togo ID, you unlock the entire ecosystem of RV products and resources that Togo has to offer. Some of our newer RV friends find the library of how-to content and video tutorials the most helpful, while others love the trip planning and organizational aspects. One thing that everyone can love is the Togo Roadlink, Roadlink C2, a powerful Wi-Fi booster 
Monster combined with a 4G LTE antenna. This small all-in-one dome easily installs on your roof and can be controlled by an app instead of a clunky portal. To make things even better, Roadlink has joined forces with AT&T to offer an unlimited 4G LTE data plan specifically for RVers. It is a fantastic deal. Whether you're a full-time traveler or weekend warrior, Togo is designed to make your life easier. Simplify your travel experience and visit runswithtogo.com. That's runswithtogo spelled T-O-G-O. An RV that runs with Togo enjoys more miles with less trials. And I have to say, if you are on the fence at all about this road link, you need to go over and watch on our YouTube channel the video that Jason did about this yeah, road the, link. There's because, a lot of an- questions answered in the comments section, yeah. uh, as well as in the video itself there. Absolutely. And if there has been one thing that I feel like has delivered on its promise, 100% delivered on the promise of what it said it would do and all of the things that we have tested out in the two and a half years, it is this road link. It has completely changed the way we are able to work. And I, I love it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. You know that we talk a lot about the road link. People are asking us about it all the time, but I got to say too, the app, the Togo app is a great resource and you can just go download that from the app store on Android or on Apple for free and check it out. It's going to give you all sorts of reminders and, and checklists to help you remember to maintenance your RV correctly. Absolutely. All right. Let's dive back into this show. We have an old brain teaser to get to. All right. Last week's brain teaser went like this. What is green is grass, but grass it's not. Then white is snow, but snow it's not. Then red is blood, but blood it's not. And finally, black is coal, but coal it's not. And the answer was a blackberry. When a blackberry first begins, it's green, then it turns white. When it starts to ripen, it turns red. And then when it's completely ripe, it turns black. How pretty is that? I didn't know that about a blackberry. So the winner this week is Alex R. from Illinois, who will receive a Not All Who Wander Our Lost t-shirt. You'll have a chance to win yours at the end of the show with the new brain teaser. All right. Earlier this week, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Liz Wilcox, who is the author of Tales from the Black Tank. And she's a full time RVer, an army wife termed RV entrepreneur. They've been traveling the country since 2017. And Liz is a whole lot of fun. But she's also created this amazing resource that happens now every year for new RVers or, you know, if you're even just sort of new ish, this is a great resource as well. Anybody really. It's called Full Time Freedom Week, and I'm floored at what she's been able to put together. So without further ado, here's my interview with Liz Wilcox. Liz, welcome to the podcast. Oh, my gosh. I finally made it, you guys. (laughs) We we finally made it. We have the Liz Wilcox on the show. You're damn right. <laughs> Liz, you are working your butt off for full-time Freedom Week. And this is a great option for people to learn about not just full-timing. You don't even have to be interested in full-timing to come be a part of Full-Time Freedom Week. But it's so hard to find a good amount of information out there all in one place. And a lot of these types of workshops and stuff in the past have been at a location that you have to go to. So you've got this digital conference happening called Full-Time Freedom Week where people can go learn about full-time RVing. Tell us about it. Yeah, so you brought up a great point about it's hard to find good content. I think when you're thinking about RVing or you already are and you just want to know like what the heck's wrong with your heater or whatever you're Googling that day, um, it's hard to find good content. It's, you know, what do you search for? Who can you trust? Um, You know, a lot of people out there, you know, they're putting out content just for the sake of content. But with full-time Freedom Week, this is an event that I created with three other partners and our whole idea was let's get everything together. It started two years ago. We're in our third season here. And a lot of people don't know when we did the first event, I was about to go full time. I had been living in an RV, just stationary. My husband was in the military 
and I was freaking out. I mean, I had my RV website, um, but you know, it mainly focused on um, telling poop jokes and talking about my kid um, and how we lived in the RV, not how we were traveling in the RV. So, so was a lot of the idea then just to f- help you get information that you needed? Selfish. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's since evolved um, and I'm a much more compassionate, loving person. <laughs> I want you to attend and learn everything you need to know. But yeah, it was a lot of, um, you know, we had this idea to create the event, but it was, it really meant a lot to me personally. Um, we were inviting people on that I had seen online that, you know, I really kind of emulated and was, you know, really thought a lot about in that they had so much good information, good content that I knew was going to help me out on the road. And that can be really hard to find if you're just looking on YouTube or just Googling. So we got all these people together. Well, as many as would say yes to us, none of us had been blogging for even a year. (laughs) (laughs) And we put on this Facebook event and it helped ease my mind so much. And what I realized was we had over a thousand attendees that very first year and it helped to those thousand people as well. You know, whether they were, you know, not everyone that watched was going full time, you know, that next month or even in the next few years, but it helps them kind of get into RVing all the content in one place from people that were reputable, vetted for, et cetera. And that's really what we love about this event is, um, you know, we are able to provide so much value in one place. And I think um, that's what sets this event apart from any other kind of RV content out there. And you don't have to travel. It's literally all in your inbox. And I I think a lot of times too, it's a lot of the information out there is stuff that you don't know to look for, you know? So when somebody puts it together in a package like this, you're learning things that you didn't even think to ask about. You couldn't have searched for on YouTube and Google. Uh, talk to me about how it works. So you've got their dates for the event and it is online, but how do people interact with it? Right. So the event is um, November 5th through the 8th. So that's the first week of November, Tuesday through Friday. Um, you can just register at fulltimefreedomweek.com. And um, we set up, so it's like an event, like it's an actual conference. So We put out videos, um, I think it's from like noon to 8 p.m. And it's just boom, boom, boom. You know, each video can vary. It varies, you know, it's 15 minutes to maybe an hour, depending on, you know, how in-depth, you know, we really need to go for you to understand the topic. And so um, you look at the schedule, you decide what what, um, you really want to see. And you might see a topic, oh, I never even thought about that, but that piques my interest. We have a lot of, um, videos like inspirational content, um, you know, how to deal with changes on the road, how to stay positive your first year, things like that. And then we also have the practical stuff that you are probably already searching for. Um, how to boondock simply, how to install solar and, you know, know what you need, things like that, that people probably are Googling. So you sign up, we send you the schedule, we want you to look at and see, you know, which one's you want to attend and you attend that video premieres just like you would go to a conference, go to the 2 p.m. slot, you know, in tent C or whatever. You just click the link in your email and you go to that. That video is available for 24 hours. We know not everyone is a full-time RVer living the dream like myself and just, you know, eating bonbons, watching YouTube videos all day. <laughs> some, of, some of us have jobs. So that video is available for you for 24 hours. And then it disappears and the next day's videos pop up, if that makes sense. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then we also have a live kickoff each day where we kind of go through, you know, the day's events, do Q&As, and we have a virtual campfire every night. And um, what's fun this year is we are interviewing every person during um, the event in person. So that's going to be super fun. And we also do giveaways. Um, We have over $2,000 in prizes to give away this year. And those are held at night. Um, But once you sign up, 
if you've never attended an event like this, it might sound a little complicated, but once you register, we send you emails, we send you reminders, we send you direct links to click. It's all pretty simple. And it's all, you know, from your couch, your dinette, you know, wherever you're sitting that day, your Um, office. I won't tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the the list of speakers. Uh, Go through some of these folks for me because you've got a lot of great people this year. Yeah. So first I want to, you know, point out my partners. So this event is put on by myself and Julie Chickory of Chickory's Travels, Dan and Lindsay of Follow Your Detour, and then Camille Attell of More Than a Wheeling. And this event wouldn't be put on without partners. I mean, I think Jason, you said earlier about how I'm working my butt off or whatever. That's smoke and mirrors. I have wonderful partners (laughs) that, you know, I have, I have an idea. They have the details. We work really well together, but um, they'll be speaking on lots of different things. Um, Camille is an expert at remote work. She helps people find remote work so they can quit that office job and actually hit the road. Um, Lindsay is going to be talking about finding your freedom with your husband or with his, her husband. Whoa. Um, and that's really, you know, you don't have to go full time. This, this week is called full time freedom, but we mean, you know, we don't mean full time RVing. We mean that freedom full time, you know, to do what you want, live the way you want, you know, whether that is to be a snowbird, to travel 24 seven or to just take your RV out on the weekends and show your kids national parks. Whatever your idea of freedom is, um, we are here for you creating content like that for you. Um, we've also got my husband. He's a certified RV tech. He's going to be talking about, um, you know, building your RV toolbox, what are what you know tools you need for your RV, how to fix them. Um, we've got the Wanderpreneurs, which are some really up and coming bloggers. I think they've been out there on the road for about a year. And what really impresses me is they've created this huge community. They are never traveling alone. They, I don't know, I guess because they take amazing pictures on Instagram, everyone's attracted to them. And so we've got them coming in talking about how to find community on the road. Um, I find one of the biggest pain points for full-time RVers is loneliness. You know, they get out there, they think it's going to be, you know, this amazing thing. And then they miss their family or their friends or just their routine. And just finding that community is so important. So they're going to talk about that. Um, I mentioned boondocking basics. Um, that's with unknown normal. Um, Technomadia is coming back for their second year. If you don't know them, you should definitely know them. They are, I call them like the OGs. Um, <laughs> they are. Yeah, right. And they're also talking a little bit more about thinking outside the box, how their um, full-time freedom definition has really evolved. You know, they went from RV to boat to van, bus, all these different things. They were uh, one of the couples that we really watched on YouTube all the time before we, uh, before we even uh, built our bus originally, before we had even camped at all. And uh, they, were, they were one of the couples that really got us into it. Yeah, and we've got a couple other um, original RV bloggers, if that's what we want to call them. Um, we've got Howard and Linda Payne from RV Dreams. I think they've been blogging since 2005. And um, they're going to be talking about, you know, life changes over time. You know, they've just been RVing for, gosh, almost, you know, a decade and a half. So they have so much wisdom to share. And then we've got Traveling Robert. He's going to be talking about sharing your story. And that means, you know, how to blog or, you know, portray your adventures as you're doing them, which I am the worst RV blogger ever. Don't get <laughs> up on Instagram, guys. I just looked, we, I was just writing a blog for us today. Like we do so many things, but our blog, we actually are terrible at. And I was just writing a blog post. I went in to write one today because I had an idea and I looked and we haven't written a blog post in two months. <laughs> right. So if that interests you and you think you can do better than Jason and I, um, <laughs> presentation, it's going to be really awesome. Um, Lisa and Dan, always on Liberty, talking about downsizing your rig. If you are at the point where you have this big RV and you wonder why you bought it in the first place, you can't even turn around. Um, we've got a video on that. We've got RVing to Alaska, which actually has 
four different perspectives. What I love about this year and how we're trying to create the best content possible for you is that some of our videos, these are not just Zoom calls where I'm interviewing and it's just talking heads. So RVing to Alaska is a great example. We've got four separate couples coming in and talking about different things, different aspects of RVing to Alaska. So it's a really robust piece of content that's going to teach you everything you need to know while also being engaging. It's not just, you know, one person talking for 30 minutes, right? It's so many different experiences, lots of different pictures and um, tips and tricks. And we've got that for um, a lot of different um, videos. We've got that for family travel. We've got three different families coming in to talk about family travel, um, staying positive the first year of the road on the road. Um, I think that that has like 10 different people in it talking about all the ways, you know, RVing went wrong for them and all the ways they, you know, kept moving. So I think that is something that really sets our content apart as well. And it's going to be super fun for you to watch. I've been looking at, I just tried to do a quick count. It looks like you've got over 40 couples and some individuals speaking. There's a lot of people involved in this. Yes, we have been working on this since April. So when you sign up, um, you are going to get so much. I don't know. I'm, I have, I'm not very humble. You're going to get awesomeness, lots (laughs) of greatness. Like we've just worked so hard and we've tried so hard to get really, you know, really good people that we believe in um, because we believe in the RV community and we believe in great content. We believe in collaboration over competition. And this is, you know, our baby showing, showing that that's truly what we believe in. And, you know, we want everyone to be involved in it. So what's it cost to join full-time freedom week? It's, Free ninety nine. <laughs> um, it's free to attend. You can totally attend um, if you just go to the website and um, scroll down. You'll be able to register right on the homepage, and it's totally free to attend. And like I said, we'll be sending out emails daily with all the links to the videos. And we also do have different options for you if you know, you know, there's no way you're going to get time off work or you know, you're starting to travel because it's the holidays, whatever. We do have different passes. Um, We have a 30-day pass, which gives you access to the videos for one month after the event ends. So that would be December 9th. Also, if you register for a paid pass, you also get an exclusive um, book that's worth like $30 just as a bonus. It's a guide to full-time freedom. And it just gives you a synopsis of every single video. Um, That way, you know, if you want to watch a video, you don't have the time, you know, you can just refer to that book and um, get the main points from it, if that makes sense. We also have an annual pass and a lifetime pass. And those are all different ranges, but you can attend for free. And I do recommend just signing up for free and seeing what interests you and going to those videos. Well, that's what I love about this, because, you know, you could be charging $399 and you'd be getting a decent number of people attending, but you can go for free or, or even those 30 and 30 day and annual passes are, are really affordable. $29 for the 30 day pass. I mean, that's, that's worth it for anybody. Yeah. Well, if you think I could be charging $400, I need you as a business coach. Well, I'll put it this way. I've seen similar (laughs) things to this, which don't have anywhere near the number of people involved and the amount of content involved charging a heck of a lot more. So I, I think it's it's really great to get this information out there to let people know all the different ways they can be living their life on the road. Right. And um, my partner, Camille, would um, she would want me to say this. She always tells people that, you know, the four of us, the founders of this event, we're all we all have education backgrounds. And so we're coming at it from that lens. How can we impact our viewers, our attendees as much as possible. What do we want them to walk away with? And what can we offer them to make sure that they are the most educated, most happy about this experience? And so that's the angle we come at it from. And, you know, of course, we want you to attend from for free and watch those seminars that you want to. Um, but we also understand sometimes you just can't make it, you forget about it email goes into spam, whatever the case is. So we also do want to give an option 
um, for those people that want the videos for lifetime, et cetera. All right. So one more time, fulltimefreedomweek.com. If you're interested in registering for full-time freedom week, which happens this November 5th through 8th, Liz Wilcox, thank you so much for joining us and giving us all the info. Thank you. Excited to see you guys next month. RV Miles is brought to you by Wholesale Warranties. RVs break down. Trust us on this one. And with repair costs averaging $300 per hour between parts and labor, there's no time like the present to protect your life on the road with Wholesale Warranties. Wholesale Warranties is the leading provider of warranty protection in the RV community. With a focus on reliable coverage and customer service, Wholesale Warranties keeps you on the road where you belong. Don't let repair bills sideline your fall RV trip. Your RV will break, but with wholesale warranties, your budget doesn't have to. Get a free quote today so you can travel with peace of mind tomorrow. Visit wholesalewarranties.com or call 800-939-2806 for your free quote. RV Miles is also sponsored by RV Repair Club. Whether you're already on the road, planning your next trip or thinking about installing a few upgrades rv repair club has you covered with step-by-step videos designed to make navigating the rv lifestyle a breeze have a question about the health of your black tank and who doesn't have a question about their black tank there's a video for that or maybe you're wondering why your furnace isn't working no sweat there's a video for that too rv repair club's premium membership features thousands of professional how-to videos that will keep you informed and on the road unlock your premium membership today and head over to rvrepairclub.com and use the code RVMILES at checkout to save 90% off your first year. A full year of premium membership is only $5 for RV Miles listeners. Visit rvrepairclub.com and enter the coupon code RVMILES, it's all one word, to save 90% off your premium membership with RV Repair Club. We want to thank Liz Wilcox again for joining us on the show. Do go check out Full-Time Freedom Week. It's an awesome thing. But also, if you're interested in what Liz does, check her out over on the virtual campground. We'll put a link to her blog and her YouTube channel in the show notes. Her YouTube live stream on Tuesdays is <laughs> it's a lot of so fun. much fun. Yeah. We had so much fun being on it. I It was such a blast. Liz, we will come back anytime but it's just a really fun watch too because she's just so genuine and the guests she have on are just they're so much fun okay we wanted to take some time here to talk about a cool article we found this is from a company called geotab and and geotab does like uh, they do like commercial vehicle tracking they're sort of like a high and like big data company that does that deals a lot with managing fleets of vehicles and what they've done is they've taken 50 of America's classic road trips and they've analyzed them using data, data like uh, the access to attractions nearby, the types of accommodations and the quality of accommodations nearby, the food on the route, the traffic on the route, all kinds of stuff. And they have ranked with that data these 50 road trips and we wanted to sort of do a little bit of a countdown here so we're going to talk about the top 10 so let's start with number 10 yeah because they didn't this article i think that we're looking at right now really only has its top 10 yeah you, well, you can see the 50 oh, if you, if you go okay. all the way down but <laughs> if you uh, scroll yeah. way down you get to see the rest all but right what i love about these road trips too is that most of them aren't long long road trips you know some of the road trip resources out there are going to ask you to go on a 2000 mile journey across the country and then they don't tell you how to get back when you get to the end of it you're right? just supposed to get to the end that's like that's your whole point you just get to the end so nobody has to worry about a lot of these around. road trips are like ones that you can fly to an airport rent a car and do a several day road trip two days three days i love that but so, i think what we have learned though from being out on the road too is that you don't have to do the entire stretch of the particular road, the let, for instance, let's take like Route 66. Yeah, you don't have to go from Chicago to LA. No, you can do little portions of it, and you will get the same experience, if not better. Yes. So I think with some of these, you know, that might seem a little bit longer, 
just take into consideration that even just being able to experience a portion of it is still a really wonderful experience. All right, number 10, Red Rock Country in Southern Utah. Bryce and Zion National Parks. Yeah, now we have done the drives in Zion and they are spectacular. This does not surprise me that this is on here. And there's all kinds of little resort towns that you can really spend some time in as well, which I think is important for a serious American road trip. Uh, Especially if you're coming from the Midwest or the East. It's just, it's just such different landscape. Yeah. You just love it. Number nine. This is one I'm not familiar with, uh, but in Oregon country, Hell's Canyon Scenic Byway. I can't speak for Oregon. We have yet to make it to the Pacific I know. Northwest. They suggest it's a, it's a three day route. You know, you can spend some time looking at the canyons and the cl- crystal clear lakes and rivers. Uh, and, and you know, I've heard Oregon is absolutely beautiful. I've seen plenty of pictures. Well, Oregon. I'd love to get there. Just haven't been able to yet. <laughs> We've been a little busy with brain yeah. surgery. Oregon actually makes the list twice in the top 10. Number eight, the Grand Canyon. Of course, the Grand Canyon is a classic destination, and it's not a road trip and in and of itself, but there is a lot to do around the Grand Canyon that's not the Grand Canyon as well. You know, so you can really experience a lot of that area, uh, a lot of the mining and lumber towns of Arizona, and, and spend a good time learning about Arizona culture. Well, we're already looking at spending a pretty considerable amount of time in Arizona this winter. So I'm looking forward. That's the hope. I mean, fingers crossed, you know, nothing is for certain. Number seven, Colorado's Rockies. Oh yeah. A journey into the mountain range to rival the Swiss Alps. They say (laughs) this trip takes you from Denver into Colorado's Rocky mountains and boasts mind boggling peaks, breathtaking mountain valleys and once in a lifetime sites. Of course, it's absolutely true. Now, what's interesting here is that this, the number seven Colorado Rockies road trip is ranked very low uh, on traffic because the traffic is just pretty bad getting through a lot of that. Well, because a lot of it becomes just two lanes. Yeah. You know, especially as you start climbing into, if you're headed towards Estes, it's one of the most spectacular drives, especially if when we used to come from Kansas city, we would have to drive all the way through Kansas on I 70 and just this flat prairie land that just never seemed, it seemed unending. And then something just, the landscape just changes. And then here you come into Colorado and then you get into Denver. And then from Denver up into Estes is just after looking at flat prairie land for eight hours, nine hours. Yeah. It's amazing. Number six, Oregon's Pacific Coast. There's Oregon again. You get lighthouses, you get cliffs, you get beaches, you get that tranquil atmosphere. You know, the thing about Oregon's Pacific Coast, too, is that you get that sort of beachy, rocky, oceany stuff. And and then just inland a bit, you get rainforest, you get mountains, you get everything. Oregon has it all, really. We got to get to Oregon. Yeah. Number five, the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, yeah. It's dubbed America's favorite drive, you know, through the Smoky Mountains, through the Appalachian Mountains. It's really an incredible drive. And the Blue Ridge Parkway is actually managed by the National Park Service, which I love. And, you know, you get all those thick forests and and steep mountain slopes. It's it's incredible. It's the second highest in regards to traffic on this list. But it makes up for it in the fact that there are really great accommodations along the route. There's great food along the route. And there's lots of attractions on the Blue Ridge Parkway. There's a lot of attractions. (laughs) Yeah, we're looking at you, Pigeon. There's a lot of zip lines. If you want a zip line, there's a lot of zip lines. If you love zip line, mini golf, and old timey photos, (laughs) get yourself over to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Now this one is one we have done pretty much tip to tail. The Missouri River route, essentially from about where we are right here in North Dakota, maybe closer to Bismarck, along the Missouri River, all the way down through Omaha, through Kansas City, and then across Missouri over to St. Louis. Yeah, it's a really wonderful drive and a great way to see the Midwest. It's essentially the Lewis and Clark Trail. And I think a lot of people don't have that on their minds because they aren't thinking about the the crazy wild scenery that exists on other scenic drives. But I'm telling you, it's there. It's not 13,000 foot tall mountains, but there are some stunning views 
along the Missouri River route and some very cool towns to visit. Absolutely. And there's some great campgrounds as well. There's some great Army Corps of Engineer campgrounds to be had. Omaha is a fantastic city. If you ignore the pizza issue they have in St. Louis, <laughs> St. Louis is a really great city as Get well. Get some barbecue instead. Yeah. You know, well, Kansas City people. Just, Whatever. It's know. Kansas City yeah. barbecue with extra sauce on it. I, <laughs> I'm speechless. I think it's best if I keep quiet. <laughs> All right. Number three, Mesa Verde National Park and the San Juan Mountains. Combining the best of both worlds, this trip starts off with outdoor adventure in the Mesa Verde National Park and becomes a historical expedition as the route reaches the old mining towns of Southern Colorado. I have to say this is one of my biggest regrets from our time in New Mexico. That we didn't make it up to Mesa Verde. We were planning yeah. on it and we didn't. Now, this is another, this is one that I love. They're, they're suggesting seven days for this one, but this is all in Southern Colorado. You yeah. know, you're not having to drive halfway across the country to do this. And you can really dig down and experience some of these areas without having to, you know, try to cram in state after state after state. Yeah. Number two, Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons. Shocking. <laughs> right? I mean, I can't I can't say anything about it because we haven't actually done it. No. But we see a lot of really yeah. beautiful photos. We're going to do it soon. We're going to do it soon. But again, it's it, there's so much to do that you don't really want to get out of that area. Yellowstone and the Tetons. At, and some people say the Grand Tetons really do rival Yellowstone, especially because you don't have to deal with as many people and the traffic and all that. But not uh, only do they say that, but then once they say that, they usually counter and say Glacier beats all of that. Yeah. Now I will say Glacier, uh, Glacier is on the list. Glacier is way down on the list. No I saw Glacier. the, uh, the going to the sun road is number 31. Now the reason it scored so low though, and that's one of the reasons you got to take these kinds of things with a grain of salt. The reason it scored so low is accommodations because there's not a lot of places to stay. Uh, and, and Glacier's big and, uh, uh, but you know, you, there are great places to stay. There are national park lodges. And of course, if you're traveling in your RV, you've always got your home with you. So I can't wait to get to Glacier as well, but let's talk about the number, number one. one road trip according to science according to science <laughs> and i think you know i will hey. say that's part of the problem is that science isn't a way to pick road trips right no, i was about <laughs> to say don't mess with science if science says these are the best then science says these are the best okay science is only as good as the humans that are uh inputting the information and deciding which information and which and which 100 people yes. they pull now but i i will say this one makes a lot of sense number one Monument Valley. There is nothing more American than the views of Monument Valley. Even if you don't get to drive actually into Monument Valley, just that area, it's some of the best landscapes in the United States. It's so beautiful. It's just, it feels so untouched. It feels so very pure and it's a really, and we have actually never been able to, we did not drive yeah. into Monument Valley. We've never through, taken any of the tours, but just to be in that area, yeah, you do feel like you are somewhere just so incredibly special. All of that sort of uh, Northern Arizona, Southern Utah area. It's, it is out of this world. Now the accommodations again, Terrible. There's not. There's. No. There's almost no accommodations. There's not. And, and place, food is pretty. Food is is bleak. Yeah. But the views and the absence of people, the traffic is probably one of the things that gets this way up there because Monument Valley has the least traffic of anything else, and that's because the roads through Monument Valley are absolutely terrible. Yeah, you can't go without being without a tour guide. You like don't. You really don't want to. You want to. No. You want to go with a tour guide. Rent where they take you on a, in their jeeps through Monument Valley. That's the, from everybody we've talked to about it. That's the way to do it. But yeah, don't go out there if you don't know what you're doing. So what those are the top 10 road trips, according to science. If you want to read science. a little bit more about these, there, there's also some good information about uh, the ultimate road trip, uh, which is also Monument Valley. Everybody um, has their own <laughs> ultimate road trip. The 
the greatest attractions road trip, the one that's best for food, which I would agree with, the <laughs> the top one for history and culture, and the best weekend trip. You can check those all out uh, over at geotab.com, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, it's time for Fresh Tank, Black Tank, where we talk about good stuff and bad stuff, which is obviously what Fresh Tanks and Black Tanks are. (laughs) Abby, what is your Black Tank for this week? Okay, my Black Tank is a little bit more like a dark gray or a light black, only because it- (laughs) Light black. (laughs) That's not a color. It is a color, (laughs) it is today, because I feel a little sad sharing this and putting it in this category, but I had to. So we caught a, a few episodes of of National Geographic's National Parks series. We caught Yosemite and we caught Swaro. And that was about all I wanted to catch. I'm so disappointed for a couple of reasons. The cinematography was lovely. The parks are wonderful. I really, really, really drew issue with the script and the way it was written. And um, I wasn't, you know, there was a line. It's just, I can't get it out of my head. As like, this beautiful black bear is coming out of Yosemite. It's waking from, you know, it being from slumbering all winter and she's coming out with her cubs. And the narrator says, uh, she's sleepwalking. It's unfortunate there's not a coffee shop nearby or something along that line, yeah. alluding to the fact that the bear needed to go get a cup of coffee. And I just thought, oh, you know, I don't, I love coffee and even that's not landing with me. It seems like a big attempt to make everything they say relatable. I mean, it's no Peter Coyote in Ken Burns' America's National Parks documentary. Okay, but I don't need it to be that. Like, (laughs) I think that that's a standard by which not too many people can achieve. Okay. Right. But I would love a little bit more of the, the historic and you know, the, the sort of a, a sense of what makes the park special other than like, well, these two animals are a predator and prey yeah. and one of them's going to try to eat that one and they're going to try to escape. And that's what every episode's about. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think just for me, it just boiled down to the fact that I felt like I was being sort of talked to in a way where they felt like my attention span was only going to last so long because they're doing an episode about nature. And if we don't make it as sensational as we possibly can, like who's going to get eliminated? You know, it's like then no one's going to want to watch it. And I think that National Geographic is smarter than that. And I was just really bummed by these two episodes this happened this this morning and i turned them off and i you know it was an all-day thing they were going to run all of them and i just i didn't want to go back to it i went and watched great british baking show instead so it gets my light black dark gray tank all right what's your fresh tank well my fresh tank and you're gonna laugh i can see you already um i have to give my fresh tank to the pumpkin cream cold brew over at starbucks because it is the greatest thing that has ever happened to humanity since the actual invention of coffee so we've reached the point now where the minot north dakota starbucks They, it's Abby walks in there like it's an episode of Cheers. It is. They're like Abby. <laughs> like it's just, yes, because I have been going to this one right by the hospital for the last forty three days. I and go, she doesn't drive through. There, she does not. No, use I don't drive a through. Starbucks drive through. I don't drive through. She's got to do her cream on her own and stuff. Yeah, I don't drive through. And also, I just I prefer to go in and I just like to wait for my coffee. I don't want to sit in my car waiting for my coffee. I like to go into the environment. I like to sit in there in the coffee shop, wait for my coffee. So. <laughs> This pumpkin cream cold brew, just real quick, it's a cold brew night like uh, iced coffee. But what they do is they take half and half, they whip it, okay? They put it in the blender and they put just a little bit of pumpkin syrup in there with it and they whip it up. Then they place it on top of this cold brew. So it starts to just like melt down into the cold brew. And then they put pumpkin spice on top, okay? And... I shut up, Jason. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about right now? So a few weeks ago, we got a review on iTunes from somebody who was complaining that we don't always 100% of the time talk about RVing. And their the title of their review was 
not universalizable, which I don't think is a real word, but they said not universalizable. And I always think about that when we go off on a tangent about something totally unrelated. Okay, but, fine. you know, coffee, coffee fuels Abby's life. And I think it gets my refreshing. Listen, I understand that this is called RV Miles. And I understand that we're here to talk about RV and travel. But I am a human who has other interests and other things happening in my life. And this show is just as much about how RV travel comes into your life and how it influences the things you do and how you bring yourself into this world as well as into this community. And I think it's boring to just sit and talk about like, oh, let me just, I'm going to review this RV today and here. Now that's just not who I am. And you know, Look, now I've made her go off on a bigger tangent. Look, I gotta be be me. What else can I be but what I am, okay? Like Mel Torme. I gotta be. (laughs) If if I take nothing from life, I take Mel Torme's words with me to the grave, okay? Jason, what is your black tank this week? All right, so so I was over, okay, this is kind of a dual one, right? So we had a, a screw go into one of our, uh, tires on our trailer and this was like weeks ago before my brain surgery and we haven't been able to take care of it yet we have you know we had a spare and that's on so I went over to Walmart today to see if they would take a look at it and mistake number one mistake number one because they uh, even though the automotive department is open till seven o'clock they decided today to close it down at five can I just before you continue where has your wife been wanting you to take this Discount tire, but no, I no, 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 just tires, just tires, okay, tires plus just discount tires. tire. They're all the same. I'm just saying they were also all closed. Okay. So, well, don't try to go at five <laughs> o'clock on a Saturday, dear. So anyway, in my time waiting for somebody to come to the counter, which never happened, the tire counter is right near the camping aisle. So of course, you know, I had to check out the camping section a little bit. I always do when I'm in a Walmart and there's this guy, he's got his daughter with him. She's like, I'm going to say eight, we'll go with eight years old. And he's clearly preparing for a big camping trip. He is filling his cart with all kinds of camping gear. He is left and right, throwing things in there. And she is asking him very politely, like she's not annoying or anything. She's very politely asking him like, daddy, what's this for? What do you need this for? What does that do? And I'm listening to this for about five minutes straight. He never responded to her once. Aww. He never That's even sad. said like, uh, like be quiet. I can't, I can't talk, talk about it right now. Right now. <laughs> we'll show you later or whatever. When we get home, we'll unbox it together. <laughs> I mean, nothing like he's Aww. never said anything. And I felt so bad for this little girl because she seemed so sweet and interested. Well, that's rough. Um, I mean, so, you know, include your kids in camping. Well, hey, you know, and you know, other things when they have questions <laughs> on the flip side, dad could have just been really focused he, on what he was he doing. Could've. He could have had a short amount of time to get it all done. I'm, you know, yes, you there go. are lots of reasons. And I hate. But, I hate parent judging because we've all been there doing things that we always said that we would never, ever do. And, uh, and then you realize, um, oh, there's a reason people do that. Yeah. I mean, Henry stood next to me a few times, mom. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't hear him. Anyway, that, that's my black tank. Uh, my fresh tank, you know, I don't think Abby ever knew until we bought a trailer that I'm a truck person. No, no, did not. (laughs) But I actually owned two pickup trucks before uh, Abby and I were together. And yeah, uh, because when I met you, you had a Ford Taurus. uh, You had like what looked like a a giant pill. Actually, when when we met, I didn't have a vehicle. Uh, That's true. (laughs) You didn't. Neither one of us did. Um, And that's that was part of the thing for several years in Chicago. I never had a vehicle. Part of your mystique. But uh but I've always loved trucks and I've gotten way more into them now since I'm able to write reviews and things for RV miles and a press release came across my desk the other day, uh, my desk, my virtual desk. Well, you were laying in bed looking up. Well, this, this was a press release from Ram. Um, Ram is celebrating 10 years of, of being their own independent brand from, you know, breaking away from Dodge. They didn't really break away. They're still owned by Chrysler Fiat, but from becoming their own brand Ram and deep hidden buried within this 
press release was news about a really awesome looking pickup truck. <laughs> the supercharged Rebel TRX Hellcat. It's a Hellcat Ram. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. It's a supercharged 6.2 Hemi engine inside a little tiny truck that they've beefed up and allowed for like 13 inches of wheel travel. And they've put six point harnesses in all of the seats so that you can take this thing literally at 100 miles an hour across rocky terrain. Jason is salivating. So what I want, I want to get this thing. Oh, and they, they, the exhaust is like built into the side, into the rock rails in front of the rear tires on both sides. It is just it is menacing looking. It's got two giant spare tires in the back. And I am just dreaming about getting one of those little like rugged teardrops or those, you know, those fold out uh, tent trailers. Oh, I'm that... sorry. You lost me at Hellcat and I've just been sitting over here thinking about my pumpkin <laughs> culprit. And I want to, I want to get this thing and I want to just tear it up through the desert with a little camping trailer or vice versa, get a big old motor home and tow this thing behind it. Yeah. So that we can just, we can just blow through some of that terrain in Southern California, you know, out in the Mojave desert. Oh man, that'd be so much fun. It's pretty sweet. So I will share a link to that in a video about it in the show notes as well. That is our fresh tank black tank segment for the week. It's time to wrap this show up with a new brain teaser in the game of chess. How many different choices do you have for your first move? Real simple. Just got to think it through. How many choices does each side have for their first move in the game of chess? If you think you know the answer, go over to the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 113. And there's a little fill in portion towards the bottom that you can send in your answer. Or you can just go over to rvmiles.com slash brain teaser and fill out the form there as well. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks for being here, everybody. You know, we love having you here. And if you are enjoying the show, we're going to ask again a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, would be amazing. And if you don't, you know, think we're worth five stars, you don't, you don't have to review us at all if you don't want No, to. if you don't think we're universalizable, <laughs> that's all right. That's cool. I totally get it. If you're annoyed by my pumpkin cream cold Not brew, universalizable. We can't be best friends. So, but we're still regardless just really, really glad you're here. Whether you go over to Apple Podcast or not, we're really, really grateful for you. We continue to be so thankful for all the support we get as we're here in Minot. We are definitely going to be here till the end of October. If you have questions for us or you have suggestions for future topics on the show, find us over at editor at rvmiles.com or all across social media. RV Miles, America's National Parks, Sea America, and Our Wandering Family. We are all across the interwebs and we would love to hear from you. Please join us over on the RV Miles Facebook group, the America's National Parks Facebook group, and the Sea America Facebook group because you can never have too many Facebook groups. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> uh, well, we're getting really close to having too many. So until next week, thank you all so much for listening. We send you our very best. And while you are out there, please do what we cannot do right now. Keep logging those RV miles. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. 